Hey. GameStop, you suck. Welcome to Serenova Podcast episode 112. Uh, really wish we were recording before because we were <laughs> talking GameStop and Chris uh, was talking about how what it could have been. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Actually, yeah, so I wanted to start off with that. So you're saying you worked at GameStop, and they kept sending these beautiful things they were going to do. Yes. What, what, were, the, what were their plans? What were these grandiose so, so this, visions? So this was 10 years ago. So who knows what happened in the last 10 years. But I was a um, third key manager at GameStop, and they had this grand vision for the store of the future. And this was at the point where GameStop was monopolizing and taking over all these like smaller shops you know your eb games your little mom and pop um video game stores they were they were taking over them and turning them into game stops but their whole plan was to make the store of the future a store where people could come and spend time and play games and really interact before they like made their purchases um and so they would send us every like three months six months you know every time we had like the big meetings of the managers in the mines these floor plans and these like micro changes they were making to eventually get the stores like to up to code to be a store of the future and then these like plans they would send us and these are like little tiny itty bitty strip mall stores and so these these floor plans are like three times the size of these actual businesses but in the store of the future there was like you know, a snack area where they had like snacks and a soda dispenser and like you're like frozen, like your your yeah, mini frozen slushies. Yeah, your 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 mini Circle K, like in the GameStop where you could get your gamer slushie and your Mountain Dew and you know, um, in your GameStop cup. And then they would have like a you know their play their their Xbox section and their PlayStation section and their Wii section, um, and there was you know not just one playing one demo you know of the month where it was like your your new halo game or your new call of duty game they had four or five of each game and it was like an arcade like you know the in this picture they would have like four or five of them around a post and you could go and you can play and they'd have multiple demos on each one or like each five you know ones would have a different game that they were demoing and there was just like a lounge area with like comfy chairs you could sit in and chat and there was like your nintendo ds area and there was, instead of just like one ds that didn't work that was stuck to the wall it was like a whole <laughs> row or you know nintendo switches yeah that you could actually use and it actually like play like you could go so, and like spend time there well if anybody that works at gamestop the people that own it if they listen to this podcast they're about to get this idea so i have an idea for them and so the name is gamestop so they can literally like market it as stop buying game yeah oh yeah and they can create like a subscription thing because that's like what everybody likes doing and you can create a whole the power up rewards card that could turn into a subscription service type thing and people could come and i'm thinking it would be like a movie theater experience Mm -hmm. and they could actually go to ah can I like work for marketing for a game? <laughs> right. It's such, a, it's such a good idea though that like setting up that subscription. It's basically like an arcade subscription, except that it's not like pinball. It's all the games you want to test it's out. Like, it's like David yes. Buster, but it doesn't smell like pot and stale <laughs> uh, popcorn. Yeah. And, yeah. It's also like the, uh, what's Xbox um, like their game game uh, 
the hell is it called? The, the thing you can send up for Xbox now where you get like a, access to like a bunch of games. Um, oh, the, like not Gamefly, but um, oh, PlayStation has the same thing too. Where you, kind you of. Well, they, they, have, they have PSN, you get access to certain ones. The, yeah. Xbox has this one, it's like $5 extra a month or $15 a month. You get access to like, like yeah, hundreds like of all games. their old games. Yeah. yeah. Well, and new like, games. Oh, really? Xbox Gold or something? Or no, that was, X, yeah. was it Xbox Game? I gotta look this up because I'm driving me nuts. I'm still stuck on Gamefly. I'm, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Game Pass. It's called Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, this one is. It's $15 a month. You get access to new games on it. Like, it's crazy. Like, there's a ton of awesome stuff on there. When you pay 60 bucks per game, usually. Yeah. So that, that means that it would take you four months to buy a game, which if you're a real gamer, like you're crushing these games in oh, that amount of time anyways, and move on to the next one. And yeah. On, yeah. So like, it, it's such a great idea. Yeah, so like, I think like if I did have money to buy a movie theater, that's like abandoned because there mm -hmm. are those now. There's uh, a lot of those now. I would just take the movie theater and change it into a thing like that. <sighs> Better yet. They don't even have to buy the movie theater. The movie theaters are hurting. They can get a rental at a discount. They could be like, yo, we'll rent out three of your studio or three of your uh, uh movie theaters and then we'll you know we'll have game nights there. Yeah. Like it's, it'd be crazy like tournaments and stuff and people could just be watching <clears> while there's like people like esports tournaments and stuff. Well, because yeah, I because I mean, I've heard like cool. yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that a couple movie theaters have actually been renting out the movie theaters like the whole theater to different yeah. people because like they couldn't get people to just buy normal tickets so like okay mm -hmm. we'll charge a little bit you know uh, you know probably like three quarters of the seats to rent out the whole place and that's yeah. way uh, an amazing deal because it would normally cost way more than that yeah. and so you can bring a whole group of you know friends and family there for like a party. Our, our theaters here have been doing that for quite some time. Even before COVID, you could rent out one of their like smaller theaters for like a birthday party or a family event. And you can either watch one of the shows that they, the movies they already have, or you could do like a home, home video movie thing premiere. That's awesome. A lot of our, like, we have a lot of like dollar theater. I guess they're not dollar theaters anymore. They're like discount theaters. Dollar 25, like the Dollar Tree. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that made me so mad when I went to the Dollar Tree and now instead of 99 cents, it's a dollar 25. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Somebody posted the Arizona iced teas. They got them too. The 99 yes. cents. Yeah, yeah, like yes. you get Arizona iced tea at like a 7 yeah. Eleven and they would charge a dollar 25 just because yeah. they were like that. But it's like, no, it's a 99 cents in the can. They literally, yeah. I saw the first cans that had oh, like a, no. a dollar, I think it was a dollar. Twenty-five on them, and I was like, "Oh, that's that brutal." Sad. Well, no, it's like if you go to the movies anytime now, it's like sixteen dollars a ticket to go, you know, yeah. see the the new movies that are out. It's crazy. I mean, I remember going and having my little allowance for five bucks and going. Yeah, it's like five theater. bucks, and it was seven bucks, and it was ten bucks, and they, then then yeah. you went, to, then you start going to the drive-in theaters because for ten bucks you got two movies as opposed yep. to the and one you got you to fit everybody in your van. You, yeah, you know, in the trunk. Like, <laughs> you like put all the kids in the trunk, cover them with a blanket. <laughs> So we gave them oxygen, right? No. <laughs> oh, I miss I, I miss drive-ins. We have a drive-in still here. We have we have one drive-in left. It's got about eight screens, and then we have one Whoa. like old school roller rink that's been around since like the nineteen fifties. That's awesome. Upstate New York has all those things, but in Tennessee, I haven't found like the drive-in theaters if they exist. But upstate yeah. New York, there's still like three of them. There's like uh, really? Jericho, Malta, and. Uh, uh, it's because the mafia runs those. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. Their websites look like they were made in like the, the late eighties. Like not not even like a nineties website. They look like they used 
old, old, like zeros yeah. and ones to build their websites. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, That's yeah, Joey Bag of Donuts built his website. Yeah, <laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts. Yeah, dang, that's right. I mean, that's I can't think of the third one. Malta, Jericho, Jericho, Malta, Hollywood. Was it like Hollywood driving something like that? Yeah, yeah, I think that yeah. exists somewhere. I don't yeah, but yeah, there's like three of them in upstate New York, like within like in an hour of each other, half hour of each other. Oh, I think funny. the last drive-in I went to um, was Malta, and you I think that they would have thrived. I saw Toy Story three, so that was the last. I thought you know you think during COVID they would have really thrived, like yeah. It'll mm -hmm. be in your own car, still see the movies. Yeah, stay away from people in your little bubbles, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's, it's poor marketing is all because like they, um, like, like I said, like their websites look like they were built, like like some of them really were built like in the late 90s and then they've never been updated. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they've got like GIFs and stuff on there, little bouncing stars and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> they put new they put new movies on it. Like you'll see like the big, well, big movie good. poster yeah, yeah. and then like, but then the background the is like pixelated. It. Yeah, it's, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm actually well, and curious. I remember our drive through for a while wouldn't even take card. It was like cash for years because uh, they just they, they didn't have it. And it was funny, oh. like you had like your little entrance and then you had like your exit and the exit had like the, the tire poppers. Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't go through the exit. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go to a drive-in like a year or two, probably like three years ago, uh, with my friends. But my one friend is like a zombie all the time, and he's just always tired. And I'm just like, because he's like got ADHD, but he takes like ADHD medication. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, just don't take it one time, and just be really annoying while we watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> some, somebody did it. Somebody took my idea. I was gonna rebuild these websites and like email them and be like, hey, I did this. If you want them. So they finally did it. They must have done this in like the last. I wonder if they did it during COVID. Both Jericho and Malta's websites have been updated. Are updated. Yeah, they they look like you know reasonable websites now. Yeah, they even have emails. And so huh? do they just take cash still? Or? No, no, they no, they've taken card for a while. Oh, because Malta. Um, like, the last time I went, it was still like cash only. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's it, funny. Like Toy Story Three was like coming out. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I, I just remember the uh, the Malta drive-ins, just the uh, – yeah, we, we'd always, like, go in and watch one movie, and then if we didn't like that movie, we'd go to the other the other uh, screen and watch yeah. that movie. <laughs> but you're supposed to, like, stay – because, like, you get back-to-back, -back, yeah. but you're supposed to stay in one. I'm like, now nah, we're going to watch the other one. <laughs> or we'd like, we'd, like, park close to, like, two screens. Like, if there was one that was playing one we wanted and one that was playing the one that, like, the little kids wanted or the grown-ups wanted – and so we would, you know, turn the radio on and, you know, listen to the one, but then we would like have another little radio that we would like sit and like a little bit separate from them and like turn it on so we could see the other movie at the same time. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah, I, think, I think I actually remember doing that before, like going with a couple of cars and then we could just decide which one we wanted to watch. Yeah. <laughs> be like car hopping, like this movie, we're going to be in this car. And then the next movie, we're going to be in this car because we're like right in the middle of two screens. And you could bring your own snacks. That was the nice thing. Yeah. I was looking at $11, $11. Like that's what their emission price is. I'm looking at it now. Like I'm yeah, on a site. That's awesome. For a whole car and two movies. No, um, no, this no, no, this one's per adult now. No, that's a, oh, yeah. really? They're charging per adult? Yeah, they've been doing that for a while though. That I don't, ours, I don't... ours still charges per car. That's awesome. But is it like twenty though per car or something like that? 
Um, you know, I haven't been in a couple of years, but when we went like two or like the year before COVID, I think it was like 15 bucks for the car. And if you had like a van that fit like 12 people, then they charged you like 20 bucks. Yeah, that's I think that's what it used to be. It was like for a car, it was this, for a van, it was this kind of thing, or a truck, it yeah. was this. But um, no, yeah, then, then they switched to per uh, person, but it was like, you know, $8 a person. Now it's up to 11 Um Which It's six, six for kids. You're almost like at a point where you're like, might as well go to the main theater if they're going to charge that much. But uh, honestly, the big thing, though, is being able to, like, you can bring, like, a, you, actually, you, I remember that some people would bring grills, like, oh, and they yeah. would, before they the movie started. They'd play They'd, like, Frisbee in front of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, and, and then the, what they started doing was, um, you used to be able to just bring it in. Uh, and then uh, they started charging. And I'm looking at it now. They would charge five dollars uh, per car if you want to bring in like a cooler and a bunch of stuff. So it's like it's like a cooler what? permit. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we'd, we'd have a cooler full of drinks. We'd have a cooler full of like snacks. We'd have like bags of chips and all this other stuff. I mean, they still sold concessions. They had a whole like popcorn and soda and yeah. you know cotton candy which always made me laugh because i'm like you're literally going to the drive-thru like you could bring all of this from home but some the, that line was always so busy I, I think it's just like it's like the nostalgia of it too because like i feel yeah. like you used to be able to go to the drive-in theaters for a dollar and then for yes. like a nickel you'd get a hot dog like it's all that stuff it's, it's like the same with like carnivals like you could go to a theme park or you could go to a carnival but people still go to carnivals and mm -hmm. it, it's just like if it, it brings you back. Are so expensive. Yeah, they've like they've definitely priced themselves out. Mm. Like it's crazy. I was like, you might as well go to Disneyland at that point. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like thirty to sixty dollars for a carnival, which is like what it would cost to go to you know a theme park, which is crazy. Yeah. Like you Take know even theme parks have season passes for like you know a hundred mm -hmm. bucks. I haven't. I, I never paid to go to Disney because my like stepdad and my mom did that when we yeah. were little kids. I went there once, so um, I don't know what it is to go. Uh, it's like a hundred and thirty dollars a day now, and the season <sighs> pass person? is like per person. Oh. Um, and the season pass is six hundred. Uh, like oh, six hundred. <laughs> it's six hundred for the the low one, and then it's like eight hundred, and then it's like eleven hundred for like the top tier. Yeah, see, I, whenever I go to a, was the Six Flags, I'd always get the season pass. And then, like, the last mm -hmm. two years that I did it, which would have yeah. been, like, 2017 and 18, I used to get the uh, – uh, or, no, 2016 and 17, I used to get the um, – what the hell is it called? Like, the the souped-up one where you basically you get food and drinks yeah, and it's yeah, all yeah. included every single yeah. time you go. And I'm like, this is a dummy deal. Like, after, like, three visits, it's, I, it's, I've earned money. Like, I, I'm yeah. getting, like, money back. <laughs> No, Six Flags definitely has a really good deal. They've actually, again, people taking um, advantage of the system, they just changed their annual pass to be a limit of 10 meals a year. Because, what? Yeah, because some guy was going every single day for lunch because he lived like 15 minutes ah. from Six Flags, would go oh. in, go get his lunch, and then go back to work. That's stupid, though, to make it 10 for the season. That's not even worth it anymore. That's literally you just paying ahead of time, and if you don't go, you don't get it. But the whole point was that some people would buy the season pass. They'd, yeah. go, three, they'd go two or three times, yep. maybe break even, and some people yeah. might only go a second time, be negative, and then the people that yep. go four or five times – 
are the it ones breaking up for that. Yeah, it balanced out. out. It's, all, it's oh, like yeah. getting insurance. Like, it wouldn't make any sense if every time you got insurance, you had to pay for a totaled car. It's like, wait, what? Like, yeah. I'm trying to pay to not have to deal with the price Although, of a totaled even car. Even though sometimes with insurance, I've been hearing a lot of these stories about how people, like, paid insurance for, like, 10 years, same company, same car, um, never had a claim, never had a ticket, and then, like, windshield broke, so they had it replaced, and then, like, two or three months later, windshield broke again, because, you know, construction, rocks, whatever, and the insurance company dropped them. They completely dropped them. That should be illegal, like, that kind of stuff. Right? Like, yeah. that, they that, that's, that's why I hate insurance thing. companies. Yeah. 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 And I was like, if I wouldn't have paid you, you know, for 10 years worth of insurance for you to replace two windshields and then to have you drop over that, like you've made thousands upon thousands of dollars in the last 10 years. And I've used you to pay for $300 worth of windows in a six month period. Yeah. It's almost as bad as GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The> circle, bam. <laughs> no, that's uh, awesome. It's crazy how the world has changed. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really just hoping that a lot of people just see what's been working over the last few years, you know, pre COVID, during COVID, all that stuff. And having, um, ha having the ability to start pivoting what they're doing, because there's so many good businesses that yeah. basically it's like the, what was that Barnes and Noble's borders, the one that closed, right? Oh, like, oh, like, like they, they yeah. basically said, Oh, Amazon can handle online book sales. We don't have to. And then they went under. Right, yeah. Barnes and Nobles added Starbucks, and they started selling some of their yeah. books online. They're still around. They made it an experience. Yeah, they made it where somebody could go get their coffee, grab a book, sit down, start reading it, get hooked, and be like, "I need to finish this book. Buy the book when they go home." Well, that, that's the other good thing. <laughs> no, so there's there's plenty of people that have sat there and read the whole book. But then the other thing is like that builds loyalty to the point where like that happened to me one day. I visited a, a friend of mine wanted to go there. I never even really went to Barnes Nobles. I always bought my books online yeah. um, uh, at Amazon, and I basically went there a few times in a row with him. And I kept picking mm -hmm. up books, checking them out. And then yeah. one of the days, I was like, you know what? I really want to get this. Uh, I think it was um, what's the name of the book? Uh, uh, the Art of War by uh, I was allowed to right. So I wanted to get mm -hmm. that book. And I could have bought it on Amazon, but then I'm like, you know what? They had a really cool book that I didn't even see on Amazon. It was at Barnes and Noble. I might as well just buy it from them. And so I went yeah. there and I bought it. And that's because I had an experience there. And like, um, you know, because I, I deal with marketing. And my biggest thing is that there's so many people out there that are like, yeah, you know, just run ads and try to get these sales and, and scale. But the problem is like, then like something like COVID or some pandemic or some you know, mm -hmm. right now we have like giant amounts of inflation happening yeah. and you all of a sudden all of your customers are gone because they have no loyalty to you because mm -hmm. you didn't build an experience with them. And yeah. so like that, that's true across everything. GameStop, right? Specifically mm -hmm. now. And so like, but, like th th having an experience, having a memory so that I'm like, you know what? I really need to buy it from them because they gave this to me. I yeah. wouldn't even known it existed without them. And because well, of that. Yeah. And it's the same thing like, you know, we buy our, we're, we're a big board game family and, you know, we play a lot of like Pathfinder and Dungeons and Dragons and like, you know, dice building games and, and card building games. And I could buy them on Amazon. I could buy them on like Board Game Director. You know, there's like three or four different websites, but we have two local board game shops who've built an experience. You know, I've gone in there, they greet you, they talk about what you've been playing. They ask how things have been going. Have you checked out this? Have you tried this? And their prices are pretty much, you know, are, are similar, maybe a tiny bit higher. But it's like, I would rather go and 
support them and then end up buying one or two other things too to check out than to just buy it from Amazon. Like it doesn't have the convenience of just buying and waiting for it to show up. You have that experience. And oftentimes they have like, you know, cut, you know, going back to the Barnes and Noble too. Oftentimes they have exclusives like your Barnes and Noble exclusive cover. I'm a big reader. Mm -hmm. I read 30 to 70 books a year, depending on the books. Um, but I, I love collecting books too and having them look cool on my shelf. And Barnes and Noble often puts out a lot of these like Barnes and Noble exclusive covers, Barnes and Noble exclusive, like you autographed ones. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will say what's really annoying though, is the permanent exclusive stickers. Have you seen those? Oh, like where they put it on the cover and it sometimes it yes. blocks some of the text and like no, you can't take them off without. And you can't pick them off because they're, they're printed onto the actual cover itself. They're not like stickers. Like, oh. They would do the like exclusive sticker and then you could peel it off. No, no, no. They like print it like it's part of the freaking cover. And it drives me crazy because there's no way to remove it. Yeah. It's like the cool part is that it's exclusive, not that it comes from you. And it's like now you're making it so it's not not as special. It's kind of like uh, uh, you ever heard of Loot Crate? Yes. Yeah. Like Loot, Loot Crate does a really good job at like uh, they'll get like uh, Pop Funko stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually remember my, my cousin used to collect those but he didn't like everything in him. So one day I started selling all the stuff he didn't like. And because of their exclusives, I remember, uh, you know, the game Overwatch. Yeah. So there, uh, what was it? There was like this time where um, one of the characters, uh, one of the girl characters, I can't remember her name. Um, she had a bunch of like controversy over her butt pose or whatever, something stupid yeah. like that. And because of that, uh, she like got highly sought after. And then Loot Crate dropped a box. It had her in it, but it was a custom color palette that was only given in loot crate which means you couldn't even go buy it you had to already be subscribed by that month <laughs> super rare i ended up selling that for the same price as the total box and the box had 11 other items in it it was awesome i was like so yeah like having that exclusive stuff is great and it didn't need a freaking uh you know loot crate sticker on it that would have if anything that probably would have devalued it um yes, by doing that that's how I feel about it. And, you know, a lot of the, oh, I wish I had my bookshelf next to me so I could show you. Um, there's a couple of book boxes. like It's like Loot Crate, but it's like a literary box. Um, mm -hmm. And they do the same thing. They, they have cute things like, you know, book-themed cups and book-themed bookmarks and book-themed t-shirts. Actually, I'm wearing one of the t-shirts, you know, exclusive oh, awesome. t-shirts mm -hmm. that you can only get if you're subscribed to, like, that month's you know, yeah. box. It's brilliant. But they, but they also do these limited runs of books where they, it's books that have already been released that are like popular, like more well-known. There's like an adult and a young adult box, but they have an artist do an exclusive cover. They that's cool. Um, and so they have the cover jacket that's got like the exclusive cover. And then they also have um, the hardback is ex like an exclusive, like filigree gold, you know, design. Oh, that's awesome. And then on the border, they paint the, you know, I actually have to go get it. Talk about some <laughs> exclusives and I'll go grab this book. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, th this is something that Greg and I were chatting about. Uh, and I, I would definitely love this idea of being able to eventually, when we get to the scale that we want to, I want to have enough uh what's it called comic book stores that we can actually have certain stores have exclusive covers for our comic books so like if you want to get this this particular variant 
you can only get it at this store or on oh, eBay. Oh, if you put like a certain variant cover on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Variant covers per store. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, if you want the uh, the New York cover, right? If you want the, the Arizona cover. And I, I think that would be just such an incredible idea. Oh, I just realized she has the Secret Labs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just noticed that. She's got the Titan one, I think, because I got the uh, the Omega. That's what the T stands for. Yeah. What's your order? Mine's, mine's Omega. Is yeah, there alpha one, I'm guessing. What? Is there alpha? Or no, I think there's two omegas and then there's the titan. There's uh, two variations of the omega. And I think the titan. Uh, I think Josh has the Adam. Titan. Adam Fields was looking for like a new computer chair or whatever. This, this one, one hundred percent. Like this. Uh, well, I, said, I said this chair, like the link on Amazon, and I was like, oh, what about this chair? He's like, oh, that looks so comfy. I'm like, well, it is. Oh so yeah, weird. the secret lab chairs. <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah, good. see, I got yeah, it. I got, the, I got the small titan. Which I like, and it's got like the magnetic pillows. So I can oh, like. that's awesome! Wh which year yeah. did you get? Is that the twenty-one? I think this is the twenty-one. So I like it. They did a couple upgrades. Um, they made the arms um, magnetic Come off? and removable. Yeah, yeah, so they they're magnetic. So it, when you know how they wear down after a while. Yeah, so you yeah. Can them out. That's awesome. Yeah, so they just pop off, and then you just snap back on the replacement. That's awesome. Yeah, that, I wish they did that to mine because. I have this tendency to lean on my left arm yep, like, and so way that, more, and it's yeah. it tore off the leather a little bit. I'm it like, is. oh, no. Yeah, my husband just got a new one. They were doing a sale. They had a bunch of them for 300 instead of 600 That's, that's what, So I, I got the one in 2020 in 2021, and because yours is magnetic, I'm yeah. like, I bet that's the 2021. You probably got it. This, yeah. It's, yeah. It was such a good deal, and, and they're rated like the it number was. one gaming chair, I think, uh, like 13 years running. And they're so comfortable because, like, when I'm drawing, I, I sit really high and I sit forward so I can, like, bend it forward so I still have that lumbar support. Oh, you're like, oh, this doesn't yeah, it leave. goes, like, all the oh, way oh, back. Oh, you're talking about the – oh, yes, yeah, yeah, that. And it goes yeah. all the way back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, like, leans forward. Yep. Yeah. And but, uh, the strap for the pillow. Yeah, that's, um, that's, a, that's what mine is. But – his is like so worn down. I mean, he, he bought his, I think in like 2017, 2018, like when they first came out. And so his like arms are destroyed. The seat's starting to wear out. Cause he, I mean, he sits in it every single Does day. he have the leather or the, uh, the, uh, the, the fiber one? Is that is the one you have the cookies and cream fiber one? No, mine's the leather one. Mine's oh, it's awesome. Cookies and cream leather. Yeah. Oh, 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 I didn't. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cause the cookies and cream used to only be the, uh, the the whatever the fiber one was because my cousin yeah, got yeah, the yeah. fiber one. No, this is leather. I That's wanted awesome. I wanted leather. I wanted it to like hold up and everything. Yeah. And so he just got a new leather one because he liked my magnetic arms because he he wears a lot on you know leans on one or the other and so it's rubbed that leather off. Um, and so the new ones are actually not leather handles. They're um they're like, like hard EVA, plastic. They're like EVA foam. Oh. Yeah, so they're like EVA foam on top of plastic. That's interesting. And they're super easy and cheap to like pop off and just buy a new set and pop them back on. Where to get his arms replaced was going to cost seventy dollars per I'm sure. arm because yep. they were going to have to send a whole arm, Kit, yeah, like the whole arm, not just like the top of it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, what these. Yeah, I think these are individually. Yeah, it's all the way to the base. 
for these. I don't think I can pop off the top in no, any fashion. It's the whole base. And that's that was one of the big things that they redid is that they made it a lot more modular so you could easily replace the parts that wear out the fastest. Well, it makes sense too because like when you assemble it, like even the 2021, like uh, what's it called? The, uh, where is it? No, where's this thing I'm trying to, it, basically they, they're like magnetized. This, I don't want to break it. Pretty sure it's this. No, I don't want to break that. Oh, the side pieces. Yeah. yeah. Trying to remember where they. Oh, there it is. Yeah, like the side pieces are magnetic, yep. and they. Like, yeah, those are still magnetic on this one. Well, that's what I mean. Though, like this one, like this one, like started to like do it. Like the base mm -hmm. is magnetic. It just pops into it. It doesn't even yep. like uh, you know screw anything in. It was like yeah. so easy to assemble. So it, it makes sense that they would just keep adding magnets till eventually the whole thing you can replace just pop off the arm. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. No, yeah, that was really nice. Um, and then the, the new ones have built-in lumbar support, so you don't have to. So, like, it's actually got an adjustable lumbar. Oh, it's, yeah, it's in the seat, right? I have, like, the pillow, and I have to, like, move it all the time. Yeah, no, the, the one that I have is actually, like, in the seat, and I can just turn the knob. Yep, I yeah, I've seen those. I can move up and down, in and out which is oh, really nice. Wow, kind of want that there. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like a great deal if you get them the year after, like if you buy them mm -hmm. right after uh, the new one comes out. Yeah, no, they're great. So these are some of the exclusives. So they do like a, you know, different cover than from the original cover. Wow, All man. the spines are either like painted. The gold foil. Like, so this one is like the gold foiled. And then they do like a special interior. Oh, nice. special... Oh, the gold foil cover is nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so there's some that are, and everyone's different, but it was it was so unique because you could only get this one like through the box, and the box was so popular. You would um, so like this is another one, which is like a limited art cover. The holographics, yeah. Um, I, I love the I love the yeah, the interior cover pages. Like those oh, are nice. One. So this one you can't see as well because it's like embossed. Oh, I see it. Yeah, when you just moved it. That's awesome. Like the camera doesn't show it as well. But so different from just picking it up at Barnes & Noble or Amazon. But you had to be on the book list. And this book list got so like popular because everybody wanted it. That, um, oh, this is a cool one. That you, if you didn't, if you joined, like you wouldn't get a box for like three months because they were that far behind. That oh, that's I like that. Yeah, that looks better than the dust cover. And then the right. inside, it looked like dragon scales on the dragon scales. Pages. Yes, yeah. this one's my favorite. They did like painted vine work. Oh yeah. On and then the whole like oh, it's wow. an autumn tide, so it's like a fantasy like fairies and stuff book. So the whole inside is like just highly detailed like artwork. Um, See, that's the type of stuff I, I'd love to do with, like, uh, yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd love to do that type of stuff for, like, the graphic novels we eventually mm -hmm. want to put out because, like, our, our, our like, uh, flagship comic is, like, extremely long. Like, it's going to be a, a it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a three uh, trilogy series and each of the, oh, awesome. each part of the trilogy is going to be, like, 20 comics long. So, yeah. like, this thing could be a singular book eventually. I think like having an awesome cover with all the mm. you know fixings on that would be like absolutely incredible. Well, that's like how Wolf and I. It's going to be like a twenty issues comic. I, it was originally written to be like a novel, and then you know with just the time and being a self critic, oh, it never got yeah. put out as a novel. So I just started putting it out one issue at a time, you know, as a comic. 
And so the big goal is once I have like, you know, to do like three trade paperbacks and have like unique interiors and fun art you never saw in the comics and different covers and stuff. Yeah, that's how uh, the Seer Chronicles started with us. Mm -hmm. Well, me. <laughs> was, uh, I first wrote it in like, 2014 mm -hmm. or whatever, and it was yep. a novel. And um, I didn't sleep for like four years. And then I um, just kept writing it and then met Dylan or whatever. And then he's like, oh, this is more of a storyboard. So then we had to like mm -hmm. spin it around. And yeah, it's pretty long. So. <laughs> You know, it's kind of nice because comics can be a little bit of everything. They can be a short, you know, one, two, three issue, like, you know, start to finish comic. And then there's some of them that are, you know, issues and issues and issues to tell a full story. And being a reader myself, like, that appeals to me. I like comics that I know I can jump on and, you know, and I'm in it for a few issues at least, you know, before, you know, as the story builds up and you like really get into the characters and you start to know the side characters and that, you know, leaves you on a cliffhanger ready to read the next one. Um, and so that that appeals to me. But that's the nice thing. There's a comic for everybody. There's some people that like the quick one and done, like one issue and you're done or the anthologies that are like mini stories or, you know, the trilogy series and then being done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have multiple different series, and I know when they're going to end and how they're going to end, and then yeah. how many issues there's going to be for whatever <laughs> series. And there's going to be a one shot. I only know of one one shot that I'm actually going to put out so far, and it's like a serial killer story because it's connected to the flagship thing. So. Yeah. By, by the way, what was what was that box that uh, that you get that stuff in? Like, what's the name of that? Uh... Like oh, crate. the book box. It, um, oh, my name, my brain is pulling a blank on it. <laughs> um, you know what? Here, look, the bookish box. The bookish box. That's yeah. Funny. So they have a young adult one that does a lot of like fantasy, sci fi, um, fairy tale. And then they have an adult box that's a lot more like it's still fictional books, but some are like romance and some are you know, adult fantasy, adult sci-fi books. They're pretty neat. I think it's, um, there's a couple different ones. There's, I think I, I looked at three or four book boxes before I like settled on one that I wanted to get. But this one's been really neat because it's, you know, every box you get five or six different things. And I've got, you know, you get a t-shirt with everyone, a book with everyone, and then the other stuff kind of varies, you know, month by month. So I've got in bookmarks and postcards and, you know, cups and blankets and like reusable spoons. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You get a candle with everyone. That's like character themes. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So there's been like Harry Potter candles and I think one had a twilight candle and then one had a, um, I, I mean, I have like 10 candles at this point. So like they just pick a character from like sometimes well-known, sometimes not as well-known. And so they kind of try to cycle through. And so, but there's a couple different boxes that are doing like book themed stuff. And it's, it's just, you know, as a book reader, it's kind of fun to have book stuff and to go around and, you know, wear a book shirt and someone's like, Hey, that's from whatever. And you're like, yes, you know, fellow book uniting. Um, Cause some, some of their books, like this one that I have is just a literary book, like literary, like a book wander or book wanderlust. So like just books in general. Uh, but some of them have been like based on specific books like Blood and Ash um, or Akatar or I have a Lord of the Rings one that I got a couple months ago. And so 
definitely like you find people that you never realize like don't look like bookish people from the outside that like you realize there's a lot more readers out there and i think covid really like reunited or like reignited a lot of people's like spark for reading too yeah i didn't have anything else to really do <laughs> like in the stand and read well, and I think people like forget how much reading, like they think like, oh, I could read, but I could be doing so much more or going somewhere else, or maybe it's just a waste of time. I'm like, but you also just spent an hour and a half scrolling on TikTok that you could have finished half a book in that time. And you probably would have gotten more out of the book and a half than you would have out of scrolling for TikTok for an hour and a half. Yeah. So and you can go somewhere if you're reading, because then you go into a fictional world. Oh, you can. Yeah. <laughs> and you have lessons, and you know, yeah. you imagine yourself as somebody else, and it's you know, lets those good hormones come out, so you fit your feel good vibes. You don't always get that scrolling on TikTok. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely cool. Uh, I I love stuff like this too, like this this bookish, uh, the bookish box and shop, but. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, it's just the idea of being able to build a community, like what we were talking about yeah. before, like what, you know, yeah. back to the GameStop thing. It's like yeah. building a place where people can join, uh, you know, like, like the Barnes and Nobles, like customized experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, th I think that's something that a lot of independent comic creators need to actually learn is that brand is very powerful. Like if you, if you build a community around something, because brand isn't what you draw, it's not your logo, it's not your slogan, it's not your mission no. statement, it's what everybody else says about you when you're not in the room and they're thinking about your, your company. And like, by, the only way to actually affect that is doing stuff like this, like building out quality stuff for the people that are real fans. Like that, that's why we do like Easter eggs in our comic books for those people that, you know, are willing to read 20 comic issues, right? Yeah. That, oh, that one thing, it's finally out. Now I know what yeah. it means. It's been there the whole time. I've seen it. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's those little details. Uh, th there's a, a comic book company, IT Comics, that when they first yeah. came out, one of one of the things they did was on the one of their inside pages, they had a little, little uh, a binary code right there. So it's just oh, a bunch of zeros cool. and ones. Yeah. And I, I got this like immediately, like I got it like at the New York Comic Con in 2018 and I actually messaged their Instagram and it was like, I know what it says, it says hope. And they're like, oh, oh wow, you're the first one to message us. Like, I was like, that's awesome. Like oh, yeah, there's no prize or anything, but it was just like, it was yeah. just a cool thing. Like I got some insider secret nobody else understood. And so yeah. it's like, yeah, I, I love that stuff. And you know, if you get, if you do enough of that, for the you know your fans like that's how you'll keep them and that's how you get them coming back for more yes yeah. oh yes yeah um, and i think that's what it is you need that draw you need a reason you know you you have somebody who buys your comic once you know supports you or thinks it's a cool concept but you have to have that draw like what are what are you going to do to keep bringing people back yeah um we have a comic that might be coming out this year i don't know because mm -hmm. of the artist's life um right right now um but it's called uh ink two it's the second okay. one of that and um we're gonna have like a whole decipher like a whole cipher thing and we made a whole alphabet we like created an alphabet oh that's awesome like, yeah so <laughs> i can't wait to do that just yeah i'm so excited about that I, yeah like, what is this and be like figure it out <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, but yeah, I think that that's like yeah, definitely the uh, the Easter eggs, yeah, the little uh, you know clues hidden and stuff that you got to figure yeah. out what it means. Like, yeah, I think that that's like there's, the there's going to be the first connection throughout a bunch of different of our comics is finally going to be like you'll be able to see that once like that comic comes out. Like, oh, it's in more than one comic. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just like that subtle hint. So we have something like that in Wolf and I. There's a like there's a pendant symbol that kind of like starts appearing like here and there. You start to see it more and more. It's like, you know, there's a scroll in one of the books that the main character gets that kind of warns her she's in danger and to like come to this uh, person's house and like stamped in the wax seal is this symbol. And then, you know, it's on the hilt of like a dagger and then it's on a necklace somewhere. And so it, it builds up so that in issue five, we can really like explain like what the symbol means. And so if you if you hadn't read the previous issues and like caught on to that, it's it's going to be like an aha moment. So it's kind of exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very cool. So wait, so you said issue issue five is the one that's coming up next? Issue four is the one that's in Kickstarter now. Issue five is um, when when the reveal. It when the reveal is going to happen. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So issue five, I'm hoping at, at the end of this year, late fall, early winter, or depending on an artist's life, spring 2023. We'll see how life goes. But it's coming. That's for sure. It's in the works. Nice. Yeah. So let's see. Issue. I'm just writing stuff down too. I'm trying to keep oh, show notes fine. as we do this stuff because, like, it's every time we always post them, we're always like, "Oh yeah, we have to like, you know, we should have taken notes." It's like, you know, <laughs> it, I, I think the worst thing is like we could watch it all through again and then take notes. It's like, yeah, it's so weird watching yourself. <laughs> it, it is a little bit strange. I will admit it because I stream on Twitch, um, not as regularly as I used to. I was telling Greg, um, but I would stream like doing my art and working on the comic, and sometimes streaming like baking and stuff or sewing, and. You know, I sometimes I'd like have to go through and like watch like a recap or something. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's so weird watching myself or listening to myself. And I was like, you know, sometimes you think like you look or sound a certain way in your head. But even like when you're watching yourself on like the view screen, but then you go back and you're like, I don't know. That's not the same way that like I saw it in my you know, head or like on my Twitchy, you can put like a mini like 30 second video of like what the stream is about. So it's like a bunch of little clips put together. And it's funny to see like the different you're like, oh, like this looks so different or sounds so different from these other times. And it's, you know, because everybody's different, like on different days, different times of the day. And so it's kind of funny to go back and reflect on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I want someone just to like, because like I'll, I'll stream on Twitch too, and I just want mm -hmm. someone that like watches and then just clips the stuff out that's good for me, and so I don't yeah. have to go through it again later. Right. And it's it funny actually. Uh, my little brother uh, was he couldn't game with me one day, but he was able to watch my stream, and so mm -hmm. he clipped he clipped one of the things, and it was just me completely like I play Rocket League, and it's like going yeah. to take the shot and just completely failing. Like it was, and it's funny too because like that I'm in like so champion funny. level. I, like I'm in champion level, so I should be doing really yeah. good. And you just watch me like fly right past the ball and never even go out. And I was like, was, like oh, embarrassing bad. And I'm like, I just want a compilation of stuff like that. It'd be hilarious, right. but like having to go through and crop it later, I'm like, oh. Like, no, that's kind of what I have for like the preview. Um, so when I graduated in 2020, I didn't, I couldn't like have a graduation party because of COVID. Like that was peak COVID. I didn't walk at graduation. 
And so I just had like a little like Twitch graduation party, like, yay, thanks, you know, celebrate with me. I'm in it. I made a cake. Um, well, my daughter, I made a mini cake and a big cake and my daughter smashed the cake into my face live on Twitch. It was, it was planned. So oh, um, yeah. that, that was going to be the funny thing is I was going to let her, I made this like gourmet, like triple layer chocolate, peanut butter, caramel, like cake. And, you know, in celebration of graduating, I was going to let her, you know, smash it in my face. And so she, she like goes to smash it. And then she's like, wait, take off your glasses, mom. I don't want to ruin them. And I was like, okay. So I took off my glasses. I was like, I'd rather you smash me, you know, than get cake in my eyeballs, but okay. <laughs> and so she goes to smash it and she hesitates. So my husband comes up, grabs the plate and just squishes it all in my face. I probably had like 50 people watching at the time. It was hilarious. And I had so many people like clip it. So I have all these clips of just this like slow motion, like cake smash in the face. <laughs> and I will say like, I don't know if I would have wanted to go back and watch the whole video because it, it was like a six, five, six hour stream. It was a long, like it just kept going. Like it kept building up momentum. Um, but, you know, having those like clipped memories was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had when we do our uh, virtual comic cons, I'm the one that mm. actually has to edit and break yeah. them apart, and it takes forever. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like eight hours or yeah. they're twelve or what was the last one? Was it was it twelve hours? Did we go eight to eight? No, no, no we went from Man. like eleven to eight. Yeah, right, still a long time. But yeah. yeah, so I had to like go through and then two of the ones that I like edited somehow like the file got corrupted. I was like, are you serious? Did all that work? <laughs> And it was about like Kickstarter and stuff. I was like, ah, all right, I guess. Oh no! So. It's always about Kickstarter. It's always the Kickstarter that's gonna ruin, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, so besides uh, being a nurse and Twitch and all that other stuff, <laughs> reading. I get I get bored easy, so I'm always like, "What can I learn today? Let's pick up Spanish. What can I learn today? Let's learn to play the cello. What can I learn today? All right, we're gonna take a you know old fashioned swing dancing class. Like I don't know, nice. I there's just so much life to live, and there's so many opportunities, and you're not gonna like everything or be proficient at everything, but it's nice to like continuously reach out and do the things that you want to do because you never know how you know, the people you're going to meet or the things that you try are going to impact like your main. So like by trade, I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner. I love to heal kids and help kids grow and help families and direct them. Um, but by passion, I'm an artist. I love to write. I love to draw. I have since I was little before I even knew I wanted to go back to, you know, go to school and become a nurse or become a nurse practitioner. Like I wanted to be an artist. I've been drawing since I was long as I could remember and hold a pencil. And so, you know, being able to make the story come to life and being able to make Wolf, like Wolf and I become like an actuality. And the fact that we're on issue four and we're actually like growing and it keeps, you know, funding and coming to life is just amazing to me. Yeah. Um, you also cosplay. So I do cosplay, you know, it's one of those, like, <clears throat> I keep learning new things and keep trying new things. Um, I have been sewing since I was like eight years old. So a very, very, very long time, more than 25 years. <laughs> like almost as long as I've been welding and building boats, you know? Almost a quarter of a decade here. Uh, or I mean a quarter of a century, not a quarter of a decade, quarter of a century. 
And so, yeah, I'm always, and not as much as I used to, just because my, you know, I have a lot more hobbies and a lot less free time, but it's and a lot it's less fun. time to do it within the last couple of years too. <laughs> yeah, this is true too. And, and the mom life too kind of takes up yeah. some time there, but it's, it's fun to get to dress up as, you know, princesses or superheroes and just see the look on kids' faces when you're like, you know, you're their hero and yeah. now they're like meeting you in real life. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll ever cosplay, maybe my own character. At some mm -hmm. point, but you know, I have yeah. to wait to do that. <laughs> um, um, but it's never too late. I mean, there are characters from babies to old people, and I will tell you, you just put your mind to it, and you can be whoever you want to be. A couple years ago, I wanted to be Gandalf, and I was. Um, I and I'm a very short human. I'm a I'm pixie sized. I'm like barely five foot one. So I taught myself to walk <laughs> on stilts. And I made this whole giant gray robe and I bought the gray beard and the gray hair and I brought, made the hat, I made the staff and I walked around Comic-Con in stilts, dressed up as Gandalf with all my little dwarves. It was great. It was challenging. Um, and I have not, you know, walked on stilts since then. It was quite an experience, but I did not fall over. Oh, wow. That's awesome. What's been, um, I guess I have two questions. The first one would be, what's something that was really easy to make but looked really amazing? And then the other, which is what is like the most complicated thing you've made for like cosplay? Ooh. Um, I can't say I've made anything that's been super easy to make. I'm more of a like jump into the deep end of the pool every single time. And, and even things that like start off simple end up being super complicated. <laughs> I'm like, what if we do this and do this? Now let's add LED lights. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to think of. So maybe to simplify it, like what was something that was easier than you thought to do, even if it was complicated, like there's a lot of stuff, but it was like, oh, it's like really not that hard. I just got to do this, got to do this. I guess Gandalf was the easiest to make because it was just like a robe and the hat and the staff. Like I, I learned to do like a lot of clay molding and painting with it. The hard part was like walking on the stilts. The costume itself was easy. My hardest costume to make was my most recent one. Um, I did wow. Belle from Beauty of the Beast. You probably saw that one, Greg. Yeah. Um, and it was like five skirts, like multiple layers, corset, top piece, wigs, like gloves like, like, like the renaissance fair yeah get up yeah <laughs> yeah like 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 the disney princess and the parks princess and that was a good three to four months project of putting this together and sewing and gathering and hemming and trying it on and refitting and so but it definitely was my favorite all-time costume i've ever made i was gonna say luckily bell comes with a library so you were able to read about it <laughs> right i was like i wish i had bell's library and anything that was too heavy, you had a beast to carry it around. So it's perfect. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, you put, that's where you put, like your corset is what supports the whole weight of the skirt. That's the, like the, you know, people all think about corsets as being shaping, but in reality, you know, a majority, like the good reason for corsets is to carry the weight of the skirt so it's not all resting on your hips it supports yeah. it throughout your whole core it's like it's like trying to grab shelving on your on, on your whole torso yeah mm -hmm. and pockets for days under hoop skirts you can carry the kitchen sink if you wanted to <laughs> it's like that that's where that's where mrs potts and uh i forgot the teacup's name 
chip. Chip, there it was chip. I was like, oh, like, yeah, he has the chip in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that one awesome. was really great. I really, and eventually one day, so my character up until now has had like normie human clothes, but um, in issue five, she kind of, um, you know, gets to this point where she's transformed and gets her like official, like, iconic costume i guess i would say which hasn't been revealed yet and so i'm excited to like bring out the iconic costume and we're still making a couple of tweaks here and there with the artwork um because i want to i want to make a costume of it and so yeah. i'm excited so, so switching from the hoodie to the full spider-man suit you know that kind exactly. of thing <laughs> yeah 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 you know we're doing a whole peter parker thing here instead of doing like the thor where he went from his like godly state to like the <laughs> I guess fat door where he's just wearing a hoodie and sweatpants. We're going the other direction. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, one thing I want to happen is just I want to see somebody cosplay one of my characters. So I can't mm -hmm. wait just to see that. So yeah. Uh, an unprovoked one, like somebody, somebody doing it just because yeah. they're a fan. Like, yeah, that's because like, they're a fan. Like, I want well, you to do this. Fan art, like I want to see. Like I love variant covers, and that's one of the things that, like, with my Kickstarter, is that I have a couple of different variant covers because I love to see my characters through the eyes of other artists. Um, but I'm really exciting to get excited to get to a point where I see random people drawing fan art from the comic because they like it. You know, yeah. you see people that draw Spider-Man and the princesses and all of this, but it's like, I want to see indie comics get their spotlight and start to see fan art of um, indie comics. Yeah. Yeah, like years ago, we had a guy on Twitter that randomly drew one of our characters. Mm -hmm. The character doesn't, like, exist yet, but it, it yeah. exists. And uh, he drew that character. His name's uh, Grave. And he was going to be, like, our Deadpool-type character, but yeah, it's too much like Deadpool. <laughs> we have to uh, make some modifications. Yeah, like his colors were red and black, and Dylan's like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah, a little yeah, on like, the nose." Maybe too much on the nose here. <laughs> so yeah, so the guy did like fan art, and it was like Sauron, uh, Sauron, um, and oh yeah. Deadpool mashed together. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like Shredder. Yeah, yeah, Shred good. Shredder from uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> You're like you. Know, you can't cross that boundary of you. Everything's built upon something else. Like all all ideas, you know, have a foundation. Have you know, even if it's not modeled after a certain character or a certain story, we're all influenced by what we read growing up, what we read now, what we see now. Um, you know, and then, and then it just kind of evolves with our imagination from there. But you're like, you don't want to cross those boundary lines of, you know, being too similar to something. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if this is uh, something I heard about music or for just art in general, but it definitely applies to art in general. Like if you mm -hmm. if you steal one idea, you, you know, you're you're a plagiarist. But if you steal a hundred, you're a genius, right? It's like the you know. Put <laughs> yeah. that, because that's like Picasso's quote, a good artist copy, a great artist steals. And it's the, the idea that, yeah, everything's already been done before. It's how mm -hmm. you, and that's what, like, back to the reading thing. Like, that's why it's so good to just absorb a lot of information because mm -hmm. that allows you to pull more information from more databases to make a more yeah. unique uh, combination. You can never make something like purely unique because every mm -hmm. idea has been thought of already. It's mostly yeah. how, do, how you combine them that hasn't been thought. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we're born with like, yeah, we're born with like blank 
you know, as babies, we, we're not influenced yet, but you're not writing your comic as a baby with these fresh ideas. You're not writing your art, your comic until you're a kid or a teenager or an adult. And you've already been influenced by hundreds of thousands of books, hundreds of thousands of comic books, hundreds and thousands and millions of images of artwork or news stories or real life stories, you know, people that have influenced you, life events that have influenced you. So even somebody who's like, oh yeah, this is my unique character not build or based on anything. I'm like, that is a lie. That is a lie, lie, lie. Everything is built upon something and be proud of your foundation because if you have a strong foundation, you're going to go somewhere um, and you have something to draw from and knowing what people like, what people don't like and being able to like channel that into something that's unique but has a strong foundation yeah yeah <laughs> words mm -hmm. no it, it is true though i also agree with the fact that like yeah if someone says something's not influenced by something if that is actually true it probably sucks <laughs> like to be honest like something uh greg and i on different podcasts have mentioned this where it's like um you know every yeah, everyone gets influenced by something yeah. and if you try to um if you try to break all the rules of storytelling which basically are things you've been influenced by normally your story is not going to be good right if you break all of them like the the, the greatest stories of all time follow the exact rules of the story and then break one of them where they break yeah. two of them they don't break all of them because then it's not a good story right no, parts of those story arcs are important middle end you have the protagonist yeah. and antagonist you have some sort of conflict or quest or question and then you have a resolution if you don't have a resolution people just like are like uh what well so here's, here's the interesting thing like of all those rules you just mentioned i know specific examples that broke just one of them quentin yeah. tarantino beginning middle end nope yeah, he's got end, beginning, middle, right? Like, yeah. so, like, or, or sorry, middle, beginning, end, right? And then yeah. you said no resolution, the Sopranos, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what makes them great is they only broke like, one of the rules. Yes. Right? They they, they, they followed they the rest. You got this perfect arc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like got to have that, that catch in the, the hook and snare. You got to, like, keep somebody going. You, and... Like people say, like, you have to catch somebody within the first couple of pages of a book or the first, you know, otherwise they're not going to want to finish the book. It's very, I mean, I'm a person who doesn't like to put a book down. Um, there are very few books that I have not completed. And I usually get to the end and I'm like, okay, I wish I really hadn't read this because it was awful. Um, but there's been a couple books that, you know, I have read and it's taken me much longer than other books because I like read them, put the read a couple pages, put it down, read a couple pages, put it down. Finally, by like page 100, now these books are like 700 pages. I'm like, okay, now I'm getting into it. But had that book started with something that I was like from page one, page two, I was like, this is amazing. I'll sit till three o'clock in the morning reading it. And I'm like on Amazon or going to the bookstore the next day to buy book two, buy book three, like right away. And, you know, I think there's something special about being able to catch your audience like that. Yeah. Um, so we have the third issue of Seer Chronicles coming out next year. Um, but the fourth one is the one that I'm actually excited about because it's the first time, one of the first times that I wrote it as like Quentin Tarantino style. Um, <clears throat> the original story was written like that and then we had to change it because things. But the fourth one is like there's something that happens in the very beginning and then it we go back in time and then we 
go back to that spot later on in the story. And they're like, oh, that's that person. And I'm like, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for yeah. that too. Oh, yeah. Just that like roundabout being like, wait, wait a minute. Oh, my there. gosh. <laughs> it's a guy from the thing with the place with the face. That and one I, place, that one guy. And I watched The Sopranos for the third time ever in my life uh, a couple of months ago. And I actually liked the ending after watching it for the third time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done very artistically because it, like, it's kind of like Cowboy Bebop. It was one season and it ends perfectly. People wanted more. That means yeah. it was good. If you jump the shark, right? That's the whole point of that saying. Like, if you jump the shark, it's not going to be as memorable as if it's just this, you know, perfect ending. You're like, oh, I want more, and now you're thinking about it longer, even yes. though it's already done. Oh, I think that's great. I think having that like catcher that people like keep, oh, but what about this? And what about this? And what's going to happen next? Is there, is there going to be a next like that? Like, wait, let me watch that again to make sure like I didn't miss anything. And that's when you get those repeat readers, repeat watchers, when you have little things that you're like, wait, did I miss something? And I love reading books that like I've read thoroughly and I loved, and then I go back and I read it and I'm like, how did I miss that? Yeah. How did I not see that? Um, yeah, even and that's really exciting. Or you're like, you're beating yourself up. You're like, I can't believe I didn't see that sooner. Like all the signs were there. And I totally like glazed over them during the first read. Yeah. Even movies. I've watched Harry Potter series. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does. I don't, it does. I don't know how many yeah. actual times. I'll, I'll I was watch. like, I've lost count at this point. But there's still things that I find in it. And I'm like, I've watched this like 20 times, more mm -hmm. than that, obviously. But I'm just like, how did I not know like that character did that thing? I just yeah. watched it like, or like this together. person was like an actor. Like, how did I know not? Like, I'm yeah. watching like, new movies and I was like, wait a minute, this actor <laughs> seems really familiar. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that this person was this person. Now, granted, you know, it's been 10 years, it's been 15 years, you know, people change, you know, and with acting there's a lot of costumes and makeup and you know special effects and stuff but yeah it's really interesting or seeing like the little like easter eggs that you didn't notice the first time or the second time uh that like really come out yeah that stuff's awesome cool well definitely this has been a fun podcast i know that we uh chatted more beforehand we uh jumped <laughs> in with the uh you know, smack With talk and GameStop, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been pretty so uh, awesome. Easy to smack talk though, it's it's hard not yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, they're just like standing in the road. You're like, come on, move, and they're like, we don't want to. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so definitely, uh, definitely a good podcast. But uh, before we head out, I want to say, where do people go to find you? Yeah, everybody can find me. I try to keep my social media easy. I flirt of villainy. Um, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, all the places. And then um, the the kick. Oh, sorry, comic itself has an Instagram wolf and I comic, so pretty easy to find. And it's on our link tree. So if you go to any of our social media, you can link to um, everywhere else. We do have a comic that is live on Kickstarter right now. This is issue four, but you can get issues one through four. There are catch-up tiers, add-ons, different things, and all of those links are on our social media as well. And that ends June 30th, which I'm super excited about. Nice. Cool. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. And you know, I'm sure you'll be back another time to chat about yeah, that amazing fit this year. 
I was like, Greg and I talk all the time. It's just our first time we've been on the podcast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe next time we'll have a whole podcast that's just like the beginning before we hit record. <laughs> right. <laughs> Smack talk companies. <laughs> you know, we can go in circles for hours about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on.